It's not the real Corey and Rob, just a shocking replica. This is Corey, and this is the end of the podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 272. I think, of the other day, the <laughs> podcast, coming to you from the hashtag OTALA studios, high by the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. And to make it easy, you can find it at anchor.fm slash anthem. Uh, you can listen to it on Anchor as well, but if you choose to do uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or Pocket Cast or Breaker or anything, you can find it at anchor.fm forward slash oh the anthem and of course you can find more over the anthem at oh the anthem on twitter and instagram uh you're watching us right now live at facebook.com forward slash oh the anthem uh you can see all the videos at youtube.com forward slash oh the anthem and everything oh the anthem related at oh the anthem.com yes indeed yeah so uh a lot to get to this week a lot to get to yeah lots um, of news i want to i want to jump up at the top and just say uh I found it unfortunate because we plan in advance, and unfortunately, uh, your uh, life <clears throat> doesn't always uh, allow us to follow through with plans. But Shape, AT&T Shape was this weekend, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, you had to work on Saturday, so you didn't get to go with us on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but a uh, friend of the show, Roberto, and I went out to AT&T Shape at Warner Brothers and had a fantastic time and uh, picked up a little bit of uh, a little bit of information and just uh, got to see some cool stuff. Uh, VR, once again, the uh, order of the day. Uh, and 5G. 5G yeah. is apparently coming this year, so that's a big thing that's happening. Uh, and then, uh, so if you guys are following our post, uh, at Robin and Cheek, everywhere. At Legends CB5. Yeah, uh, you would see some of those posts about that. We did all, all went today. All three of us went to Shape today, and we got to check out kind of the second-day activities. The th- one, there was one thing I really wanted to go to, and uh, it happened to be today. So yeah. it's not like I could just skip today and uh, <laughs> go. So uh, I went and listened to that today. But you got a chance to uh, check it out uh, on a limited basis. What, uh, what were your thoughts? Anything? You know, I, I really think that so much of my enjoyment of Shape is the speakers. Because, I mean, like, the, the exhibits, like, at some point or another, there's going to be some speaker who I don't want to listen to. Mm-hmm. And I have time to go, like, do the studio tour, like, uh, you know, check out exhibits and stuff like that. But this year, really, none of the speakers, even on Saturday, which I missed, were, like, things, like, I felt like I really needed to see. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, star power of the speakers wasn't as high as it was previously. So, I mean, like, last year... They had Ava DuVernay, they had P. Diddy, they had, uh, like, and, you know, like, P. Diddy talking about, like, personal branding and how to better yourself as an artist and stuff like that, which is, like, just a super fascinating conversation. Yeah. Even if you aren't, like, a P. Diddy fan. Um, and I can't remember who was the first year, but they had some really great people as well. Well, yeah, so speaking. 2016, we went. Yeah. Uh, or t- 2017. Yeah. We went. Well, I've, I've gone for the last two years, so... Yeah, that's yeah. Well, you went for the first two years. Well, yeah. you went for the first three years. On well, one day or another. We went in 2017. Yeah. You and Roberto went last year. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember what I was doing, but I feel like there was a weekend away that happened. Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, I have pictures from random place. I can't remember where they're from. <laughs> um, who knows? Was it but, solving? What's that? The little Dutch town a little bit north of here? No, I think it was um, Queen Mary? Possibly? Oh, maybe. Possibly Queen Mary weekend yeah. this weekend? I can't remember. Uh, but we went away, uh, I went away somewhere. And um, and then Roberto and I went this year. So uh, oh, the Anthem is always represented in one way or another at Shape. Uh, but they moved the venue apparently last year. I didn't realize that, by the way. I was planning on arriving, my arrival time for like going to the horse farm and then like oh, yeah. wading through the mud to the shuttle bus and the 20-minute shuttle bus ride. And then Roberto's like, what, what are you talking about? No, we're like right across the street. Yeah. And um, yeah, it turns out I was wrong about that. So Yeah, because the, the, the first year I went 
when I was working that weekend too, because mm-hmm. I was doing a uh, thing for the Creatathon. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, stereotyped. We we filmed the scene in like the back lot uh, where they did the Spider Man kiss, like the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man, where he's like upside down and kissing yeah. Mary Jane, like that very uh, uh, famous movie kiss on the part of the back lot known yeah. as New York Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was also uh, the Purple Rain album cover was shot back there. Oh, which right. Which is another yes. one that yes. I like, enjoy bre- uh, a lot. And basically um, anything you've ever seen that takes place in New York. Yeah. It's actually shot in Los Angeles. And then the next line. year was when, when uh, that short that I worked on won an award. So that was nice. And then, uh, yeah, this year. So, yeah, this is my third shape. Yeah. Um, and I will say that, like, again, I didn't go last year. The year before, I felt like there were some big speakers. Um, this year, though, it seemed like it was very, like, focused on the tech. So I know that there were people. I talked to people who were very excited about the speakers, but I feel like it was people who are, like, into the tech, and they're like, oh, you don't understand. This guy is the guy yeah. when it comes to AR development on 5G architecture. And I'm like, okay, cool. But, like, Ava DuVernay was here last year. <laughs> it, <laughs> so. used, it used to be more like uh, we're going to bring in people who are, like, at the intersection of tech right. and filmmaking. Like, that was sort of the idea. And I just feel like this year it was more like this is more about tech, but it's not, like, about, like, here's a product that you can use on set that would, like, dramatically, or here's a workflow that you can do. Mm-hmm. It was more about, like, how 5G is going to change how media is consumed by regular people. And it's, like, that's fine, but it's not quite the same as, like, you know, like, hearing Ava speak or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I felt like it shipped, like, before years before, it had been everything from content creators to, like, the companies that organize content creators yeah. and everything in between. We've really just shifted kind of to only the the middlemen like the tech guys who well, are connecting it, those people and it does feel a little bit more commercialized as we go along d- too yes, i does. mean like it you know like they have the red hydrogen phone van there yeah. they had the, it there last year as well but i mean like it was like it, it sort of felt more like hey we got vendors here to sell you on their shit as well AT&T which kind of like the same way yeah they, they basically had a store and like you could spin the wheel and win stuff but the whole point of that booth was to have you buy things yeah. that were in the booth. Uh, did you guys look into the Magic Jump store when you were over there? No. So apparently it was invitation only. Hmm. I was waiting for Roberto to spin the wheel to try to win a uh, Game of Thrones water bottle. Uh, <laughs> waited in the line 45 minutes to try and win a Game of Thrones water bottle. Um, but while I was there, standing there, I was standing next to the Magic Jump store, and somebody walked up and tried to talk to them. And there were salesmen out on the street to like show the product. Yeah. But they were like trying to go inside and he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's invitation only. And then somebody walked up with their phone. They scanned the QR code on the phone and let them in. And I'm like, okay, so I know there are levels to this thing. Like we didn't sign up for the networking part of it, which I didn't know was a, like it was open to everybody. That started last year. Yeah. It was open yeah. to everybody the first year, but now they're like checking invitations and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. You, to get, even get in, you had to have previously signed up to it. Oh. Because they wanted you to put in a whole slew of questions and stuff first. Yeah. And then basically you could connect with people, but there was also people from AT&T Shape walking through and being like, hey, Rob, you work at Create Music Group. Here's this guy who's over here in this space, and we think you two would work out well together. That's interesting. Which sounds really great, except for there was almost no notice on an email anywhere that that's how it was going to work. Well, because last year I signed up for networking just thinking that I would fill out a little like profile and let people know who I was. Yeah. 
in case, because there was also a thing of like, hey, I want to meet you when I'm at shape. Right, yeah. And you could organize to meet somebody at a particular time and stuff like that. But then I knew I was going to be busy on Saturday, and I didn't know, like, how much time I was going to have to, like, network on Sunday, seeing as, like, I might be catching up on a lot of things that I had missed on Saturday. And getting ready for your thing Yeah, this and weekend. I was just like, yeah. I don't need to fill out the thing. If I want to go to the networking, I'll just pop in. But I'm glad I didn't, like, yeah. go go to pop in and find get denied, you know? Well, and I, I, it seemed like there was less people there today than there were yesterday, so I don't know if they would have been less strict today. But mm-hmm. yesterday it was so packed and I just saw people getting turned away without yeah. like, having signed up beforehand. So, um, but anyway, uh, I, I like shape. It was, it's always fun to see the, the interesting stuff. Uh, I feel like it's getting a little out of control as far as the lines are, there's lines for everything. And it's like, I just want to like look at this new phone or I want to check out Google lens. And there was like a two minute, like, yeah, just two minutes, but there's a two-minute wait to go yeah. in and look at a presentation about Google Lens. Right. Um, or HTC had their new thing there. But then when, when we were getting it close to the door, we realized we're not even going to see it. We're not even going to get to touch it. They're just doing a presentation about it. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I'm, I'm good on that. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless. So I'm glad I went to get to see cool stuff. Uh, I found three or four things I can use in my personal life. I found three or four things I could probably suggest in my professional life. Success, all told. I mean, and I got a little, I got a little sun. Do you notice the color? Yeah, I'm getting a little color. So that's nice. I, if I can make a suggestion to, uh, to shape, shape, yeah, for a next year's thing, uh, bringing it around to film and like technology a little bit more, uh, maybe see if you can team up with partners who do interesting things with devices and uh, the products that you could use on set. So, for example, hold on, let me pull it up here real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mixer, the one that we use to record the podcast, the Mixpre Ten, and the one I use on set, yes, uh, has an app that I can connect with the phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see our levels right there. Yeah, and I can watch levels. Yeah, and I can like rename tracks, and I could put notes, and I could say this track is that you know this track is Corey, and this track is Rob, and create sound reports, and do all the other things like when. I used to have to write up my sound reports and stuff like that on my older mixer. Yeah. It was a, it was all day. I was sitting there going like track one or <laughs> track seven, four, nine, three is scene one, take one, uh, you know, on level or an input one was Rob and on input two was Corey and blah, blah, blah. And going down a list and it was all fucking day. I was spending doing sound reports. Yeah. And now it's just as quick as hitting a button and it's done. And it's something that the the editor can get right away, and it's wonderful. And if and you're the guy doing doing some part of the sound, getting it to the guy who's editing yeah. and mixing it together, now, now that you're about to be that guy, uh, it can be very like frustrating to feel like you're holding up the process of getting stuff. Uh, I mean, especially like you know, like I'm on. Uh, so uh, this happened a couple times on the most recent short that I was working on here, mm-hmm. where we we're doing different slates because it was reshoots. So I wanted to make sure that we were putting the right slate on you know and i'm filling it out on the app and i I kept asking like hey what's the slate and then i'd hear the answer and then i'd start typing it in they're like all right everyone ready to roll sound speed and i'm just like i just need one second i'm just updating the slate yeah but like people are looking at me like oh god he's fucking on his phone like Like, this is gonna save so much no 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 no. (laughs) i'm doing something yeah it looks like i'm just like looking at my phone but i'm like uh, entering in the slate information what you got to get is a, a pen to touch the phone so I, I don't. Really, I don't imagine that makes it. Oh, like, maybe not. Uh, oh, by but, the way, I, I just realized that app looks so much less impressive on the camera because the bars yeah. are neon green. 
Yeah. They're chroma key green. <laughs> so people were just seeing the cityscape in the background of those Between, movie bars. In I'm the bars? Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if you, on. if you, Let's... yeah, if I yeah, talk there, you can just see the city in the, in the city. city. <laughs> That's background. so funny. It looks really impressive in real life, though. Yeah. There's green bars moving up and down and levels. Uh, it just all is chroma key. No, but so. I'm saying, like, uh, you know, call up sound devices. Call up Teradek. Call up anybody, you know, like, uh, there's a really cool one that's going on with Ambient uh, as far as, like, being able to mix together, uh, change the metadata on a camera so that it matches up with time code from the mixer and that all the things are labeled the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, when post gets it, it like saves like seven hours of yeah. post time yeah. by just having everything already labeled and linked and everything like that. And it's, you know, it makes the script supervisor's life more easy and stuff like that. So just call up, like, you're already bringing in all kinds of like, you know, reds there with their hydrogen phone that nobody wants, but like, <laughs> and Shazam, they brought Shazam too. Okay. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, just make one of the rooms like a film set yeah. with things and just say like, Hey, this is the new red camera. And the really cool piece of tech that you can use on this camera that has never been seen before is this. And if you're a script supervisor, here are some apps from people who are making things mm-hmm. that can work with your tablet or phone to make your life easier. And, you know, like just go, you know, through the list of like people who have something to contribute on the technology front to make things easier. Yeah, we are in Hollywood. Well, we're in Burbank, but we're on Warner Brothers lot. Yeah. Like, and I did feel like film was not particularly well, like, I mean, like, there's there. there's two things that I use that have like apps. I have like Tentacle, which you can't really see at all there, but it tells me the time code of the Tentacle syncs that I have. Are you trying to flip me over? Yeah, there you go, sir. There you go. I don't know. If, I just don't know if it can read really well on the camera. There you go. Orange but and I, purple. Yeah, but I'm trying to say like you know I, I when those are hooked up to camera, I can look and tell whether or not the time code on camera is right with my mixer. Right. And I can just uh, keep a track of that sort of thing. That's sort of like. You know, back in the, it's amazing how quickly movies have gotten better, mm-hmm. and I think that the uh, the intersection between technology and film is a really interesting place where you can spend a lot of time, Especially like doing something neat like this. When you're you know? on a back lot, like yeah. shouldn't the focus be film? We're in LA, we're on a back lot. Like, let's focus on film a little bit. But, yeah, but. Anywho. Yeah, and we ran a little... I, I had, like, a really amazing story about some other really funny stuff that happened this weekend. But I guess we're going to skip that because uh, we do have a lot of stuff to get to. Yeah. Uh, let's just say... Stupid work. It's hilarious. Uh, maybe I'll save it for a, a private video a on rainy Instagram. day. <laughs> yeah, follow me, follow me on Instagram. Maybe I'll post about it in my story <laughs> instead of uh, the emo nonsense I was doing when... I accidentally got high on Friday. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. But I appreciate all your thoughts and prayers. Uh, anyway, so uh, let's dive into I like, I like uh, how you're so freely admitting to getting high, and it's just like, oh, wait, we live in California now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, to be <laughs> fair, so uh, uh, the deal was that I uh, have a CBD pen. Mm. Really like it. Uh, I have some like pain in my foot and pain in my knee and pain in my back, and basically I'm 35, so everything hurts. Um, and I was like, you know what? It, it's, it's just pure CBD, right? So I'm totally good. What you got to do is really got to read the uh, instructions. You got to read the thing on the side where it's just like, uh, oh, this can't be sold in states that don't have legal uh, marijuana. Why? Because yeah. it still has THC yeah. in it. It's like, it says one to zero CBD THC. I assume it's fine. And they're like, yeah, but not really. Not, uh, not really. I like when I was in Vegas for NAB 
and I got a pen just to make it easier for my life. Yeah. And uh, I was like trying to ask them. I was like, all right, so what is like the equivalent of like a bowl's worth of pot with this? Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, I don't know, like five hits maybe. And I'm just like, all right. And then I did like the five hits and then I'm like, it was like 45 minutes later and I'm just like, I'm not feeling shit. So I like did another, like I was just going at it for like five consecutive minutes where I probably hit it like 15 times. And then there was that moment where like it all hits you at once. <laughs> it's too much. I've gone too far. <laughs> and you feel like your eyes going like, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll be fine as long as there's not outrageous stimulation around me. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> basically, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, I I was like, I'm going to just take a couple hits of this until the, my pain in my foot goes away. <laughs> um, and I did, but what I did not factor on was I should have stopped far before the pain actually stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just was feeling fantastic and got super emo. So <laughs> if you guys saw my uh, Instagram story... Enjoy that. That was that was just for you. I don't think you said anything too out of sorts. Oh no, I mean for me it was I just mean, it like was basically like I love you all. Basically, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so, I mean I don't like to express emotions like that because I'm then basically people, then people see through your thick skin. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a robot that is here to chastise you and to make your life difficult. Can't, I can't, can't make it through the chocolatey layer to the nougat on the inside. Yeah, gotta gotta leave that. Gotta leave that. Protects the nougat. So uh, let's go to the next topic, and of course that is uh, sports ball. So, uh, basketball's over. Yep. Uh, hockey's over. Yeah. Football. Congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. Yes. For winning their first Stanley Cup. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and congratulations to Zion to going to a Anthony Davis-less uh, Pelicans team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Raptors. Raptors won. Yeah. I, I should have known that right <laughs> offhand. Uh, Drake and the nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but, so we are 90 or so days away from full season football. Um Wait, no, less so, than that. No, 60 yeah. days. Nearly 60 days. Because it's uh, early September, right? First weekend yeah, of September? I think uh, first so. First week after Labor Day, I think, is the first weekend of It's football. usually around, like, the September 10th or so. Yeah. So, like, that be 60 first days week. from now? Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Oh, I'm so bad. Every day is the same. It's going to be... It, we're, like, two weeks... Two months and a week or so. Yeah. Two months, uh, two weeks. Something I saw like that. a meme that uh, was the front of a church, and it was, like, uh, how's life? And uh, the front of the church says, Jesus Christ, the same every day, or today, every day, and forever. I'm like, yeah, that's basically it. That's my <laughs> life, every day. Um, but nonetheless. So uh, that means right now we are in this lull where for one time in this very short 60-day period, all we have is baseball. Yeah. The boys of summer. Right? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like October, October baseball is important, but the boys of summer are baseball because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that's, the only. That's how you. That's how you usually talk about the. Yeah. The baseball season. Isn't there like a song? Yes. About boys of summer. Yeah, but I think that one isn't well, actually about baseball. It's not. No, which yeah. is what made me question. I'm like, yeah, am yeah, I yeah. confusing the song for something? Anyway, not important. <laughs> the important thing is uh, baseball's on, and um, two a uh, couple of things. Number one, uh, I'm going to get into your umbrage story. Okay. Last, because I want to let you run run with that. Um, <laughs> The number one story of the week for me is that uh, Albert Pujols, uh, apparently not confident that they're actually going to put him in the Hall of Fame, uh, decided he's just going to be good guy Albert Pujols and uh, put on a show showing everybody why you should just put me in the Hall of Fame for being a good guy. I, I wouldn't put it like that. I would say that... Uh, <laughs> he's a good guy and he did nice things. Yeah, I mean... so <laughs> I always look for the... See? The Nougaty Center. There's devious <laughs> motivations for everything. The... Uh, 
So uh, Pujols returned to St. Louis for the first time since he signed his contract with the Angels because right. of interleague and the way things worked out. Like he has not played in St. Louis since he left. Right. So, so this is NL, NL Central, AL West. Yeah. You, you don't play very often. Yeah. And even if you do, I think he has played the Cardinals, but they played in Anaheim. Yeah. So this is the first or time they might have played each other at some point before, but he wasn't active or something. Like, I don't yeah. know exactly how the how it worked wait, wait, out. Was he injured? Is there a chance he was injured at some point? I mean, I think he's been injured here before. Yeah, I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I he gets injured occasionally. Uh, but you can't the, be 260 pounds of playing baseball unless you're a pitcher <laughs> who hits home runs and plays for the Mets. Miguel Cabrera. Anyway. Are you talking about? Yeah, Miguel Cabrera, right? Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon. Big fat who Bartolo Colon. Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera is a fat guy who plays for the Tigers and plays first base. Ah, sorry, yeah. I got my fat guys mixed <laughs> up. Yeah, so yes, uh, Bartolo Colon. Yes. But anyway, we're talking about Albert Pujols. Yeah. Another Hispanic gentleman who plays football and is 260 pounds. Baseball? Baseball. <laughs> You're all over the place today. <laughs> Just leave it to me. Just the rest of the podcast is me. So what happened? Uh, he returned the vape pen a little bit earlier, and maybe... <laughs> I'm a little high right now. <laughs> Relax, you're already on Fifth Street. <laughs> uh, classic Deja Bell. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know. There are probably people who don't know that reference, and <laughs> it makes me sad that you've never seen that da- that there's, skinny Dave Chappelle stand-up special. There's a, wonder, there's a wonderful Dave Chappelle bit where he's talking about him and his white friend Chip. And like it chips interactions with the police, and like he's just like I didn't even know that white people were treated differently. I thought it was all the same. <laughs> <laughs> he walks, he's high as shit. He's just like I don't know how to get to Fifth Street. I'll ask this cop, and he walks over, and he's like, "Excuse me, Chip, no!" <laughs> <laughs> Starts admitting shit. I'm a little high right now, <laughs> and I just want to know how do I get to Fifth Street? Hey, it's like hey, 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 you're on Fifth Street. <laughs> Relax. Get home safe, buddy. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Albert Pujols returns to St. Louis. He does, yes. Uh, St. Louis has the best baseball fans in the entire world, and it's hard to argue against it, especially when uh, Albert Pujols hits a home run to put the <laughs> to help the visiting Angels against their hometown Cardinals. Yeah. But because they're so happy that Pujols is back and they're so appreciative of everything that he did when he was a Cardinal, there was a standing ovation as he rounded the bases for the home run. Yeah. And a curtain call once he got back to the thing. And you're just, like, looking at all these people. And you can see it on their face. Like, it, it's it's not even just, like, they're, they've all, like, you know, one person started and everyone's like, hey, this is a good idea. Like, yeah. you could see it on their face. They're like, we're so happy that we had you. We're so happy that you're back. We know that this is, you know, a run against our team, but you know, there's no re- it's already done. We might as well just celebrate this moment. And I applause. thought we would never like, see another pool host home run. So we're just excited to see you back here. Yeah. Like welcome home, Albert. Like it, it was it was just a really lovely we moment. We could have done without that, but you know, <laughs> welcome home. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way that he really gets a chance to round the bases and have a moment. Like, you know. Oh, true. Yeah. So. Like throwing at first, throwing at first, strike out, home run. All right. Yeah. Double play. It would look a little disingenuous if everyone gave a standing ovation at the end of the double play, you know? <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> thrown out by so, 60 feet yeah. in double play. Yes. Yeah. Didn't even leave the batter's box. He's just <laughs> like, it's eh, fucking like, over. Nope, nope. Not going to make it, sir. Go ahead, Trout. You run. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to my age, you realize that running doesn't always solve your problems. Speaking of which, Manny Machado's coming back to Baltimore. <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Um, so I wonder what kind of reaction the 
five to ten thousand people who will show up at Camden Yards will be. So first of all, I think this will be the best uh, attended games of the year. And I think I mean, that like non opening day, non opening day, yeah. non non uh, Yankee Red Sox. Yankee Red Sox, where the Yankee and Red Sox fans come yeah. and buy tickets. Yeah, uh, no, this will be the best attended uh, non Yankee, non Red Sox, non opening day. Yeah, <laughs> non opening day uh, games of the year because people are just going to go to hate on Manny Machado. <laughs> it is not St. Louis. They are going to throw I don't know batteries and beers at him. Maybe not beers. His beers are expensive. Uh, but you know, <laughs> how do you get your batteries in the park? <laughs> That was but, the thing. That yeah, was I know, his name. I know, so they yeah. threw batteries at him. I'm like, first of all, who the fuck throws batteries? <laughs> and uh, how do they get them in the park? And why batteries? I don't really... Anyway. Hey, Nancy, you got any old batteries? I want to heave them at Manny Machado when he comes to town. We got like six of them in the freezer, Dave. Just <laughs> grab them out of there. Oh, they'll be extra hard and cold. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think people will come out in droves to just no, yell mean, at Manny Machado. I, I think I think that people will show appreciation for Manny. I we did it with Nick when Nick Marquez came back. We gave him a nice standing ovation. Mm. Uh, and he, Nick ain't the franchise. That's what I'm saying. Nick ain't the franchise. I I think there will be I think there will be a very kind and respectful ovation when he comes to the plate, and anything that he does beyond that is not going to be met with the same kind of. No. Uh, uh, I, I, perhaps you're I right. think there will be an appreciation of hey you're here back with us and we want to say that we're thankful for all the things you did while you were with the franchise the at bat starts and now you're the enemy again like i feel like that's sort of how baltimore rolls it when seems. he left 1057 the fan is it 1057 the mm-hmm. fan yep. uh was basically filled with a bunch of incomprehensible uh, e- incomprehensible nonsensical heavy accented cursing just like Thank you for calling. Yeah, we're just going to go out to Chip in Dundalk. Yeah, I agree with the last caller. Damn, Manny. That was my Dundalk impression. (laughs) By the way, uh, funny sidebar thing that happened this week. Uh, You saw the video of Josh Charles. Found the video of Josh Charles uh, doing the Baltimore accent. And uh, nothing funnier than playing that video in front of a person who's uh, only been to Baltimore once in their life and then having Rachel repeat those same phrases <laughs> in her regular voice and having them sound exactly the same as Josh Charles making fun of a Baltimore accent. So, not making it. fun of. I guess doing an impression of Baltimore yeah. accent. It's very funny. Very, very funny. Yes. I enjoyed it. Mirror fell off the bureau and I had to take an ambulance. <laughs> like, hey, 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 Rachel, say the mirror fell off the bureau and I had to take an ambulance. I like, I like though, that... Uh, Josh Charles did change up. Uh, oh God, uh, I think the first one was like, "Can you get me some water, honey, or mm-hmm. something like that?" He, and he like instinctively knew, like, "I'm not gonna say honey. I can't do honey at the end." Mm-hmm. Or, uh, but he's just like, "Yeah, I gotta change up the geogra- geography of the words here so yeah. that it sounds more authentic." To hey hon, <laughs> hey hon, can you give me some you water? Some water from the refrigerator. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Everybody should check out refrigerator. Um, so now that we are through the fun stuff, uh, I'm going to let Corey rant a little bit because the Tampa Bay Rays are seeking permission to play half of their home games in Montreal, a city without a baseball team. Yeah. And uh, Corey uh, has some thoughts. Corey? Uh, all right. <laughs> we- <laughs> uh, what I was expecting was the uh, click. <laughs> all right. Uh, These motherfuckers. No. Uh, this is why this should be alarming to more fans than it is. Uh, we all agree that Tropicana Field is the worst stadium in all Major League Baseball. Also not in Tampa Bay. 
not in Tampa Bay. And the reason why Tampa Bay people say they don't want to go is because they have to, like... The way it keeps getting explained to me is, like, imagine Dodger Stadium is in Santa Monica. Uh, I, I mean, I think that uh, that is not even... When, like, you're trying to make, like, a 705 game, and you're just like, I don't want to fucking sit in two hours worth of traffic just to get out there. Yeah, and, and it's not even Dodger just... Because, like, Santa Monica, it's like, ah, it's the city, though, and you get to see some of the city. You're just sitting on a fucking bridge. It's just yeah. the worst bridge ever constructed, and you're sitting in traffic trying to get over to St. Pete, and... And the problem is that there's nothing in L.A. that's like that. Yeah. Okay, so for those of you from Maryland, imagine that for some reason Baltimore played in Easton, Maryland. Yeah. And to get there, you had to cross the Bay Bridge to get to an Oriole game. Yeah. No one would show up. Yeah. They, they wouldn't even get 10000 a game. They would just be like, eh, not worth it. Now, I got to go sit on that fucking bridge for three hours? No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so the Rays, after they, they proposed a, a couple new stadiums, uh, one in St. Pete, one in Yaboro City or something like that. I can't remember. Which is actually, I don't know the name, but it's to the north. So they basically would go to the other side, but there's no fucking bridge. So it's like, yeah. hey, we'll build a stadium. It's still outside the city, but it won't take you as long to get there. Right. And you don't have to cross the bridge. So. And uh, they, they've been trying for a long time to try and just get a new stadium, saying, like, this will solve our problems. Uh, I think everyone in and around the Tampa Bay area has looked at the Miami Marlins pulling this gargantuan scam that will eventually cost the city of Miami like $20 billion or some outrageous nonsense like that and said, no, you know, if you want a stadium, you can fucking pay for it yourself. So, uh, the, you know, it's actually a kind of ingenious move by, uh, Stu Steinberg, I think is his last name. The owner of the team. Yeah. Uh, who, with the idea of like, Hey, let's split our games between Montreal Mm -hmm. and, Tampa. By the way, you guys heard of Montreal, right? They yeah. had a team once. They yeah. really want a baseball team back. <laughs> we're just going to go play some of our games there. I mean, if we're only getting 10,000 people, might as well go get 10,000 to Montreal. Here's right? so. here's the problem. Uh, number one, just fucking move the team to Montreal. If you're going to do it, just fucking move the team to Montreal. Uh, two. Well, that's the fan in you. No, no. I'm the saying- businessman is saying, smart move, dude, because you're. No, no, no. I, I get it. He, he's pitting two people against each other yeah. to try and raise his price. Yep. To maybe get Tampa to pay for a stadium or something mm-hmm. like that. Yes. Uh, brilliant, brilliant capitalist move. Capitalist. But the the problem is that if the idea of a two-team or a two-city team was to gain any sort of traction, mm-hmm. then that's the beginning of teams all across sports becoming two-city teams. Well, I mean... Uh, the... And why wouldn't the Orioles be the Baltimore slash Portland Orioles? I mean... You know? Uh, is there a chance they're going to get a bigger Or the Miami slash Charlotte uh, <laughs> Marlins, you know? like. Well, so uh, they're not going to, they're not, they're splitting home games, but they're not, they're still the Tampa Bay Rays. They're just going to play there, right? They're no, not- apparently they, I don't, they, there's been a lot of jokes about like how this would actually work. And oh. I don't think anyone's really thought that far ahead. But the idea would be that they would be a home team for both Tampa and Montreal. Oh. Well, I mean, so the question though is, um, and like the, you know, there's a lot of like, nobody knows the answers to like, what would happen if they made the playoffs? Would the games happen in Montreal? Would they happen right. in Tampa? Would they happen in... <laughs> so, I mean, but Portland Portland is probably a bad example. Charlotte might be a better one of just like, who else wants baseball? Montreal wants baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who else wants baseball? Portland wants baseball. Do they want baseball? Yeah. Have they been trying to get a team? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, so I didn't tr- know that. They've been trying to get any team to come other than... I mean, they already have the Blazers, and they love the Blazers, apparently. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very... And they have the MLS team that's like super popular. The Timbers, I think it is. Mm. 
they're really popular. They have a, a rabid fan. MLS base. is that a professional sports league? I'm not. <laughs> sure. Anyway, go ahead. Yes. I mean, like it's a, it's like a Spanish basketball league oh, okay, compared okay. to in the scheme of soccer. Yes, it's like yeah. a, it's a, it's a lesser product. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. But it is a professional league, if you will. Mm. Um, professional. <laughs> much like the Baltimore Blaster, a professional soccer team. <laughs> Uh, hey, they're, they're six time uh, something. I don't know. They, way they more, win a cup of some. Way more than that. Nineteen time <laughs> base sock cup. They're winner. the Yankees of box soccer. Mm, box. Uh, <laughs> Soccer's not a real sport, guys. Can we just give up on that? Yeah. But women's World Cup. Let's do it. No. Uh, the uh, but this this should make you nervous because this will become the. The, another owner is going to do this. Another if it's owner, approved. if it's approved, it hasn't been approved yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's they, a petition. They no. MLB has said you're allowed to start looking into this. Yes. Which is basically yeah. MLB's way of saying, like, all right, just figure out what it would look like. Where would you put? Montreal doesn't really yeah. have a baseball stadium anymore because they were they'd probably at be the, at the at the uh, same Olympic Stadium. Yeah, but it's in disrepair now. They haven't really. It hasn't been used for anything. No, it has. For what? They played Blue Jay games there. Did they? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. All right, Tampa. Well, they I had, hope like, you enjoyed baseball. They had like preseason Blue Jay games there mm-hmm. that Listen, like uh, were very popular. Tampa, this is what you get. Literally, Baltimore prayed and prayed for football for two, uh, not quite two decades, a decade and a half. Yeah, uh, twelve years. Twelve years. Thirteen. Thirteen years. Yeah. Prayed for football. Prayed. And Did then everything soon, we had to do. Yes. And as soon as we got it, we sold out every single home game for. Well, let's see, 10, 15 consecutive years? I think it was 2017 before they finally had a non-home sellout. It was, uh, well, I mean, the, it was during the M&T Bank era, though. Yes. Like, I mean, like, during the new stadium era. Yes. Because like, Memorial Stadium seats were plentiful, but the team was very bad, and it was brand new. And, oh, like, yeah, no, I, and it was yeah. also, like, 90,000 seats at Memorial Stadium or yeah. whatever. But, yes, in the M&T Bank era, when they built the stadium for the team, they sold it out. Yeah. Every single week, without fail. Yeah, and still do, but there was one week where there wasn't a technical sellout. So, but then went back to selling it out week after week, and continue to support the team like crazily the way they do things in Baltimore. And I don't think anyone is thinking that the Ravens will ever leave Baltimore, ever. No, we'll never be without football again because they saw what happened without it, and this is how we support the team. Montreal, they uh, abused their team. They didn't support them. Turnout was low. They lost their team. I, and now they know what Baltimore feels like. See, but I think that Montreal, Montreal, so they had a supportive fan base, and then the strike happened. Oh, that's and right. And the strike happened right? when they were yeah. the best team in baseball. That's true. They were leading the the East by a lot. They were like looking like they might be a a World Series contender. And then after the strike happened, they lost a whole bunch of people on their team, uh, either from like lack of revenue or like not being able to afford these guys or like whatever happened. But they, most of the stars of the team went away and none of the fans ever came back. Like they well, were I was just like, say, for those of you who don't remember, because you weren't born yet, that would have been 94 <laughs> when yeah. they canceled the end of the season and we went to the next season. Yeah. Because then you had a lot of people whose contracts were up and I feel like that might've been, weren't they? <sighs> well, the problem was that the, Nobody was showing up for baseball for a long time yeah. after the strike because they were so angry. They were so angry at the players and the teams, and they were just like, I'm not even going to this game. And, like, right. attendance was at an all-time low, 
And the place where it hurt the most was in Montreal because they went from having like a World Series contender to being the worst the team in the league in yeah. one offseason yeah. that was broken up by a strike. You didn't even finish the season where you were doing really well. I was going to say, I feel like they did that thing where they front loaded the team to win one and then. Well, they had a bunch of young players who were like expiring or right. something like and that. And it's like, yeah. let's get it now, but then everybody left. So it's unfortunate. But yeah. But it would have been like the 97 Marlins. If there was a strike in 97. Like, you front-loaded the team so much, the plan is to win and then get rid of everybody that you just got to let them go. But I'm anyway. Just, if, if we had regional teams, this would make more sense, mm-hmm. though. If, say there was no nationals. Say, uh, I don't know, they stayed in Montreal to begin with. Yeah. So there was no team in Washington. And the Orioles wanted to split home games between Baltimore, Baltimore and D.C. Yeah. I mean, I could see how this would be a good business practice for the Orioles, but it's going to suck because so much of sports is based off of like I, you know, I love the Orioles because I'm from Baltimore. Yeah, and you know, I hate most DC teams because I don't like DC. <laughs> like but, the only one that breaks through is the Caps. Uh, and funny that's because thing. I don't have a hockey team in Baltimore. How to much root do you for. think Peter Angelos is like? Nah, bullshit. I would have done this 15 years ago <laughs> if you told me I could have fucking done this. By the way, I. I we haven't talked about this maybe at all. I don't know if maybe we briefly talked about it, but the, you remember the whole Masson thing? Uh, yeah. I think yeah, this yeah. Is, I think this is so ridiculous. This will be my last point before we move on to more important things. But uh, so the uh, when the Expos moved to DC and became the Nationals, uh, the Orioles had to approve it because DC was part of their territory. Yes. And basically, what Angelus did was he threw out like some like crazy offer where he was just like, "All right, well, if I'm going to allow this team to come in." Uh, MLB is going to front the bill for launching this cable network that both the Orioles and the Nationals will be on. Yes. I will be the owner of this network. Yes. And I will take 20% off the top. Yes. And then over the course of the next 20 years, the Orioles will get a heart, a gargantuan split of what's remaining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll be like Orioles 75% to the Nationals 25%. After my 20 it, off the top. And it'll slowly teeter down until eventually 20 years from now we'll split it 50-50. Right. But this is the way to compensate me for giving up my territory. Yeah. And then the Nationals sued saying that they were getting screwed in this deal, mm-hmm. like, after they had already signed and agreed to it, and said that, like, the Orioles are acting in bad faith, even though there's no lawyer in the country who seems to agree with this. Uh, yeah, you agreed to the contract. You could have said They no, sent uh, it to arbitration uh, where all the all the people were, like, hire, or were lawyers who were hired by the Nationals, were the, the people who sat on this committee, and then the Orioles appealed that decision and then brought it to, like, an actual courtroom, and like the judge like looked at it and he's just like, Are you guys fucking kidding me right now? Like, is this really like Yeah. They signed a contract. <laughs> this is not now. this is not anywhere close. So they had to go back and renegotiate. And it's this huge, long, drawn out thing. I still think that the Nationals should just be lucky to think that they even have a baseball team. Yeah. And fucking let it go. Like th- this is part of the you know, we talked about Anthony Davis last week with the Lakers. You want a star player. You want the best one of the best players in the league. You aren't going to have to pay up way higher than you would pay for a very good but not star player. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you have to o- re- drastically overpay in that situation. And the Nationals had to drastically overpay in this, and now they're complaining about how much they're not making. Yeah, and I was going to say, if the, I, I don't, if I don't, I just the don't Lakers a year from now were just like, well, we really thought it would put asses in the seats, but he didn't. So uh, we really don't want to pay him, and we'd like our draft picks back, please. Like <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah, sorry about it. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And uh, in ten years, when your favorite sports team 
who you think is tied to your your city so bad mm-hmm. because you know like how could Detroit Red Wings be anybody but Detroit's team and then all of a sudden they're playing half their games in Hamilton Ontario <laughs> Ontario yep. and you're just like like no 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 they're not the Hamilton Red Wings they're the Detroit Red Wings well remember this moment where I said this is a slippery slope and let's not do this where we even think about the idea of allowing a team to split cities because your enjoyment of it as a fan is going to go down way 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 lower than it will if you have to split like if i had to split the orioles with dc i would not be happy with this situation and neither will you and it will happen because now that it's out there all the teams are going to start thinking about doing it uh i would agree with you with all uh with 31 mlb teams but i disagree with you on one hey uh los angeles angels could you play a few games in los angeles (laughs) that would be fantastic i'd love to come and see you play in the city of los angeles los angeles angels of anaheim (laughs) no they're just the los angeles oh that's right they cut out the anaheim Anaheim. part yes well to be fair uh the angels are thinking about moving to did you hear about this no no well long beach that's close. Hey, which that's is, a 710. I'll take the 710. Which is technically, I mean, it's Los Angeles County. It counts for... Uh, it is four <laughs> hours closer than Anaheim on an it's afternoon. Not, it's not that much closer. On an afternoon, it's four <laughs> hours closer. So, And by the way, then we can go have dinner at the Queen Mary yeah. and uh, go to the aquarium. It'd be great. <laughs> make a day of it. Yeah, make a whole yeah. day of a baseball game. Or go to the aquarium and then the baseball game, probably. Yeah. But yeah. No, I'm down with that. Move yeah. on. Wait, where the fuck are they going to play in Long Beach? They were going to build a stadium in Long Beach. Oh, it's a good plan. So their 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 uh, lease runs out with the with the Angel Stadium right or uh, in like three years or something like that. Yeah. So they started like doing the like uh, maybe we'll renegotiate, but we're looking at our options. And then the news came out like looking at sites in Long Beach for the relocation mm. of the team, and it's just like. Uh, we really kind of want to get closer to Los Angeles. P.S. Uh, <laughs> we could also take the green line there. We can actually take the train. Yeah, to Long yeah, Beach. yeah. So how about that? Isn't it the Expo? No, Expo goes uh, blue line east to... Uh, oh, no, no, no. It's... Uh, fuck. I don't remember. Gold line? Me, mm, I think gold line's a bus. Gold and silver are bus. Mm. True colors are trains. Gold and uh, silver are buses all i ever take is, is the red or the purple line. this is fucking la by the way <laughs> yeah that's uh okay so uh like other, it's horrible. They're, they're gonna build a new line and they're they're taking votes on what color it'll be it's like come on guys anyway <laughs> they, uh, give us the color tell us what it is <laughs> anyway moving on so that wait, was so that's what go on to uh more important things i suppose um we're going to be at war soon, so I hope you guys are ready for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, or we already are, I guess, depending on how you look at it. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. so I'm going to skip down. Well, I want to go to the – we have a lot to talk about with Trump, but I do want to skip down to the war thing because I think that's probably the most important story. Mm. Um, we can just power through the rest yeah. really quick. So uh, Iran, country in the Middle East, not Iraq. That's the one we invaded before. Um, not Afghanistan. That's the one on the other side that we invaded before. Mm-hmm. Um, not India, there are friends. Not Pakistan, there are friends. Um, not Syria, that's a civil war. Not Jordan, there are friends. Not Israel, that's not an uh, Arabic country. That's a uh, that's a Jewish country. Yeah. Um, have I named all of them? Uh, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman. None of these countries. Yeah. This is Iran. They are Persian. They're not ter- technically Arabic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in 1979, they overthrew the democratically elected Shah. Shah, of course, means king 
in uh, Persian. For people who are listening to the audio, there's a lot of air quotes going on here. So. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, if you, you should really check out the video for that because I was... Uh, if it sounds like Rob was doing air quotes, then he was, I was doing, doing air, air quotes. quotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, so they overthrew, and now there is an Islamic Republic there, which is also a republic. And um, <laughs> more air quotes, sorry. Uh, so they are facing off. They were named by Bush as part of the Axis of Evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they started a nuclear program, and Obama was like, hey, 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 let's work something out here. And we struck a very fair, very good, I think, in the opinion of most of the world, deal with them. Seeing which, as many country, uh, countries signed on to it. Yes. As like a, we'll all get in this together if you agree to sign this deal. Also seeing as the United States has no right to tell any other country other than the United States what they can do. Yeah. So we made a good offer, they accepted it, and we all agreed to the terms, and they were living by it. But then Trump came in and said, this was a horrible deal, I'm going to renegotiate, we're out. We're getting out of this contract. And... um so we did. So we did. We got out of it. And now uh, this week, uh, or last week, I suppose, last week, Iran um, reported that they were going to start enriching more uranium than was allowed in that previous agreement, to which Trump's White House announced, hey, that's a breach of the Iran agreement. <laughs> now, let me remind you what I just yeah. said. <clears throat> the U.S. pulled out of that agreement, which means that that agreement now is not in force. Yeah. So Iran can't technically be in breach of an agreement which is not in force. Right. But far be it from... <laughs> Manny Machado just violated a contract with the Orioles. Well, <laughs> he's not really under contract with the Orioles anymore, so... Yeah. Uh, but far be it from, uh, from that to let John Bolton stop a war from happening, <laughs> and uh, he's going to find any reason to do it. So uh, they said they are going to enrich uranium, uh, and um, so we said that was a breach of an agreement, and we sent a cyber attack against some of their facilities, mm. which was marginally successful. Um, by the way, uh, as the most advanced society in the West, the word marginally and cyber attack should scare all of you. Yeah. The city of Baltimore is still being held ransom by a hacker, <laughs> and we were marginally successful in impacting the state of Iran's computer systems with a cyber attack. Yeah. The scary mm. shit. Um, so uh, Iran responded by boosting up patrols in the Gulf. Well, so part of the part of the reason why, uh, just in case you're curious, and why you should be making such a big deal out of uh, uh, any kind of foreign interference in our election, and yeah. especially our election systems. Uh, Russia had hacked into uh, all but like three state state yeah. elections. Yeah, of the of the swing states. Yeah, the, the states that mattered. Yes, um, and. The reason why you should worry about this is because in a place like Iran, uh, if you're a software developer or you know somebody who's really good at computers, mm-hmm. it's a tremendous honor to work for the government. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's your to to be a computer engineer for the government is amongst the highest honors you can have. But not more mm-hmm. rewarding. Much like the U.S., far more rewarding to work in the private sector. Yeah, where you get paid more. But right. If they were to bring you in and say, we trust you and we want you to work for the government, yeah. the honor of doing that far outweighs the monetary reward that you might get from working right. in the private sector. But the the differences between the monetary reward mm. in Iran and the monetary yeah. award in... I mean, like, so the difference is no, none of our best people want to work for the government in any kind of cybersecurity. Right. Because... They can work at Google. Yeah, you, you, you can work at Google and make six figures. Or you could work for the U.S. government and make... 60 grand. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not. Nah, and to be fair, it, Iran would be more like 60 grand for the government and, you know, 
80 for the private yeah. businesses, whereas it's like 250 for private and 60 for yeah. state. But also, there's no honor in working for the government because... Because yeah. you're just going to end up listening to some perv's phone calls at the NSA. So it's yes. not like yeah. you're really making a difference. Oh, you're one just... of the best gifts I got, at, or giveaways I got at Shape, was uh, the, the cover for the camera. Yeah. And I said, hey, you know what? Uh, I have a good relationship with my FBI guy. And uh, I think it would be uh, <laughs> I don't want to take that away from him. It would be a breach of our terms of agreement it's if like, I just cover the camera. I know you... Uh, <laughs> I know you never cared for the good wife, yes. but there's like a running uh, plot that goes on where uh, the NSA is spying on like everyone. Like legitimately? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like sure. the, as part of normal NSA behavior. Mm. It's like they've, uh, you know, Alicia as a lawyer was hired on as somebody who was linked to somebody who was linked to a terrorist. And oh, they okay. did like a three-step hop and started following all her calls and then all the people she was talking right. to. Yeah. And then people in the NSA office would just like talk about it. It's just like, you know, like, when is Alicia just going to get with Will already? It was like sort of like this B story that was going on. And I just sort of feel the same thing. Like if you put a cover on your camera. Yeah. Then like the FBI is going to be like, oh, Rob decided to knock us out of this thing. I feel like uh, we, we don't measure up anymore to Rob. In, in the best case scenario, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> but the true scenario is like, all right, so uh, he's off the grid. We're we gonna have to go with that down. warrant. That warrant, it's time. Yeah, if we can't keep tabs on him, it's time to just take him down. Uh, we've heard the things he says and those <laughs> disgusting things he does in private. Uh, nonetheless, so uh, there was a cyber attack. Um, then there was an attack on some oil tankers. Yeah. in the Gulf of Hormuz. Which we blamed on the Iranians, and again, uh, memes. Uh, I'm loving the memes I'm seeing where it's just like U.S. announces uh, attack on oil tankers done by Iranians, and the whole rest of the world is like, mm, were they really? Were they the ones who did it? Um, because uh, those of you who may not know, uh, we shot down a commercial airline, an Iranian commercial airline, and then blamed the Iranians. Yeah. And basically, 190 countries said, "Hey." So we're aware it's you. You should just fess up. And 15 years later, we finally said, oh, it might have been us who did it. So it's not really something we yeah. do. Uh, anyway, so then <laughs> there, as part of the attacks on the oil tankers, we then started launching drones into the Straits of Hormuz, which may or may not have violated Iranian airspace. It's most uh, that, likely that's, did. That's uh that that's the only part that we can really debate at yes. this point. Yeah. And that that debate legally speaking holds holds ground as to mm -hmm. whether mm -hmm. or not this was a provoked or unprovoked attack. Mm -hmm. Uh But again, uh as I pointed out to you earlier, if it was the United States, would it have been in their airspace? Yeah. Yes, because US airspace extends 200 miles from our borders. Uh, which, by the way, encompasses most of the countries of Canada and Mexico. Yeah. But uh, post part of our Cold War thing is, hey, to protect us, we have to protect you. Yeah. And that means that if we feel the need, we will launch fighter jets into your uh, airspace. Yeah. Because it's really our airspace. Uh, and then over the ocean is the same way. Um, so the rest of the world has a three-mile airspace and water space uh, control. Uh, and this was along the border of that three-mile mm -hmm. area and whether or not it was in. Or not? If I was, if I was the uh, leader of Iran, I would, or I would say, would uh, be the Ayatollah. Ayatollah, Khomeini. yeah. Uh, I would, uh, I would have a very short, short Khomeini. Khomeini. I would have a very short press conference uh, when the when it was announced that the drone was shot down, mm -hmm. and I would uh, just merely walk up to the podium. I would look into the camera and I'd say, "Fuck your drone." <laughs> I'd walk away. 
Oh, really? We're going to complain about the fact that we shot that one of your goddamn drones? What was it on there? It was a way to kill a village full of children? All right. Mm. <laughs> Feel free. Feel free to sit on your goddamn high horse. We shot down that goddamn drone. Much like for a while there, uh, like post-Rodney King, mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk from uh, LAPD officers who were just like, I can't even drive the streets because people are throwing rocks in my car as I'm driving by. And yep. so it's like, huh. Yep. <laughs> I wonder why they're doing that all of a sudden. Could be. Huh. Shooting drones out of the air. I wonder why anyone would have a possible reaction like that. Yeah, uh, I, just think, I just think countries around the world, and granted, I'm an American. Yeah. So I should be in defense of what the American government is doing, but no. no. Here's no. A, here's no, a blanket. Here's blanket permission from Gory from every single other civilized nation in the world, more uncivilized, mm-hmm. to feel free to take out all the American drones you want. Yeah, uh, and I know that maybe you hear. I don't drone. care if it's in legal airspace. I don't care if they're sitting in a parking lot. Shoot them down. I know in your head you hear drone, and you're probably thinking like one of those like, <laughs> like I'm gonna go take some video. Yeah. Not that. Uh, this is a 17-foot-long bomb-carrying machine. Uh, I'm sorry, I said bomb. It carries air-to-air missiles, air-to-ground missiles, and occasionally air-to-ground bombs. Uh, yeah. JDAM smart bombs. Uh, so it's not as if we sh- they shot down just, you know, a, a pl- an, uh, pilotless plane. They shot down something that could have easily turned and shot at them, and it was possibly in their airspace. So. Whatever. I would just I would say fuck your drone. I don't yeah. care if it's fucking in yeah. France if Iran takes it down. It's fine. I don't yeah, give a shit. I mean, <laughs> I France, really don't France care. may have something to say about that. I mean, they, it's not on us. It, I I would just like if the if after that happened the it's not a did is Le Pen the prime minister now or no? I thought it was uh there was an election. Yeah, there was, but, but uh, the ruling the party stayed in power. So Macron still Macron's still there, I think. Yes, but Le Pen won something. Oh yeah, the pen wasn't even going for the prime or for the. Uh, it was. Presidency. I mean, it was just recent. It was like a month ago. Yeah, Marie Le Pen was going for a uh, trying to get the most seats in the their house of. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. She's she right? She Marie. Yeah, uh, is now leading the far right party. Okay, and the the concern was, um, she was going to end up sweeping the house. So, which didn't happen. Yeah. So here's here's a here's what I I would like Macron to do. Uh, Iran shoots out a U.S. drone over France. And I would like him to just merely walk up to a podium, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, shuffle some papers, like get it all straight, sure. look right into the camera, and say "fuck your drone" and just walk up. Okay, fair. how about that? I like, I'm re- honest to God, I really like. Anytime I hear about drone get shot down, U.S. drone get shot down, I'm just like, good. Yeah, <laughs> about, probably should. About time. Yeah. That should probably have been happening for a while now. So uh, after the drone got shot down, I don't give a shit if it's a surveillance drone. I don't care if it's pouring water onto a fire. If it's a dr- U.S. drone, if yeah. it's U.S. drone that's flying outside of the U.S., then it should be shot down. Well, and if it, I would have known, if I would have known that they had this uh, the the surveillance plane flying over Baltimore, you remember that happened yeah, like try to shoot four years ago or something like that? Yeah. No, no. I, I well, I I don't have the capability of shooting something that high. I think it was, mm-hmm. it was like thirty thousand feet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, really. try. Dum, 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 dum. No, but I would have I would have uh, had some serious words with some people who wanted to start some trouble yeah. and see uh, what could possibly be done about that. Yes. I wouldn't do anything. I would just merely put thoughts in the... And uh, <laughs> to be fair, if the drone is putting out the fire, uh, there's really no reason for the 50-millimeter Vulcan cannon that <laughs> I would, has on it. But, I know. would walk down to Occupy Wall Street and talk to the people there and realize, no, you're not going to do not anything. Not anything gonna, done here. You're just nope. going to sit there and talk. No, nope. yeah. And you're going to kick out the guy who tries to get shit organized. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so in response to the drone getting shot down, uh, Trump authorized a mission. And the planes took off, and they were headed towards Iranian airspace. And then at point zero, which is like, 
All right, Mr. President, I need you to give me the authorization or the planes have to turn back now. If they don't turn back now, they can't turn back at all. He was like, eh, bring them back. Uh, because the most Trump thing possible is the thing that he's going to do. Yeah. So they called it back. Uh, Leon Panetta, former uh, Secretary of Defense, said, the only thing worse than ordering a strike on an enemy is ordering a strike on an enemy and then calling them back. Because the number of things that can go wrong there mm -hmm. escalate when you try to call them back. What if the radio on one of those planes went down and he just continued on? And now is it a strike? But the president ordered it to come back. But yeah. you know, where is he? Is he? Is it a war crime? What's yeah, the legal justification? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he called it back uh, and then said, "If you keep being bad, I'm going to bring down hellfire on your head." Um, so and now we're at this place where the Iranians know that he doesn't have the support of Americans for war. He doesn't have the support of the war of the world for war. Um, he doesn't have a justification for war, and it seems as though he may not have the stomach for war either. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that that bailout was John Bolton in one ear and literally everyone else in the room being like, Mr. President, I don't know why we started this, but we need to back off now. We have gone to the brink. Let's bring it back. It, uh, this would not be... because. <laughs> Guess what? If you bomb Iran, you're going to have to stay there for a while. Yeah. This, yeah. Will, this will take you into the election. And the le the thing that makes most presidents unpopular is a prolonged war in the Middle East. Uh, so Yeah, by uh, the way, uh, putting 18-year-olds the, the good the only, the only way that W survived was because of 9-11. The yes. fact that 9-11 happened... And there felt like there was some sort of like because Afghanistan was prior to re-election and Iraq was after, right? No, nope, nope. Both happened before. Iraq was closer to the election. Yeah. Though. So Afghanistan in two thousand two, Iraq was two thousand three, and I would argue it was Afghanistan though. Felt it was like we have to do this. We have this to is do where, this. Yeah. And Colin Powell is why he survived re-election yeah. because Colin Powell went to the UN and said. They're making bombs. They're supporting terrorists. We have to go in while we're there. And the world said, you make a good case, Colin Powell. We're going to support you yeah. and go in. And so we and he, they also said um, uh, the reason he survived is because the war was over in nine weeks. Yeah. You remember? On yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. aircraft carrier with yeah, the yeah, package. The mission and accomplished. Mission and, accomplished. And, yeah. and then uh, it's been 10 years. Uh, I'm sorry, 15 years? Mm -hmm. 17 years? Wait, what? 2003, uh, 16 years. And we're still there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's allowed to drive now, that war in Iraq. Yeah, uh, the war that uh, Obama was going to get out, us out of and yeah. didn't. Uh, the other war he was going to get us out of and didn't. And the uh, torture factory in Cuba he was going to get us closed <laughs> I was going to say, at least Guantanamo was closed. Oh, uh, no, no, I didn't do that either. <laughs> the secret CIA prisons all across the United yeah. States. Didn't Black sites, yeah, yeah. That's true. One of them in his hometown. Yeah. Didn't, didn't close that one either. NSA hey. still spying on you. Yeah, yeah none of that stopped. Uh, NDAA passed. Yeah. Black bag you as a citizen if they don't like you. Yeah. Uh, net neutrality. Oh, wait, mm. no, that was Trump. That was that fell apart on Trump. Can't can't blame Obama for that. Did one. you see that one though that I tweeted by the yes. way? Yes. Yeah. Oh, fucking variety. <laughs> variety mm. made a list of the top five hundred people in entertainment and put a jeet pie on it. Yes. And then I, uh, well, he's bringing up the industry. All I right? said. Uh, I said that's like if you were a rat aficionado magazine and you put poison on your top five hundred most delicious yeah. meals list. Sure, it might be. <laughs> Might be delicious. Might be important. Yeah, certainly not a good one. It's got a nice almondy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, wake um, up. Let's go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
Anyway, uh, <laughs> not going to go on that story. So uh, we're probably going to go to war with Iran. Um, I, I, I would say go protest or something, but we know that's not going to do any good. Yeah. Uh, you should. Uh, we should figure out how to get Hannity to say that war with Iran's a bad idea. And uh, so, if anybody's got like a, a couple million bucks, and we can anyone just knows Sean Hannity, pay Sean Hannity to say war with Iran's a bad idea. Anyone who's listening who might know Sean Hannity, yeah. Uh, like, hey, listen, I'm all down for like the fun <laughs> or Fox and Friends. Any yeah. of the any of the friends will do. Yeah, I, I'm the down, Fox or the Friends. I'm down for the fun stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, Russians in the election. Yeah, that's cool. But. Uh, no, not war. Let's just uh, let's just I'm, back off. From yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I don't need any war. I mean, I would like to see some uh, some uh, of the. I by I see. I want to see. I mean, like I want to see them happen, not mm-hmm. actually see them, but mm-hmm. maybe these uh, Trump sex tapes. That, oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I, I would say that I. It's like uh, that. You remember that website, uh, E Bombs World, where you could see yeah. really dis- disturbing stuff. I was always or like I, faces of death faces or something of like death. that. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh, I would watch it. So, so poll, poll for the for the people around here. Uh, if you're watching now, or if you listen to it this week, let us know if you had the chance to watch the now apparently two believed by the CIA Russian sex tapes. Would you watch Trump's sex tapes? My vote is yes. I would watch them. I would. I, I, would. I think I'd have to know. I think I'd have to know what. I mean, like I've seen. I've seen people have sex before, so yeah. I, I don't imagine like I, that part would be. And we've already, the worst part's already been described to us by Stormy yeah. Daniels. We know what what the situation is down there. And I mean, like, granted, I've seen disgusting looking people have sex before too. I mean, yes. uh, we we all watched Ron Jeremy for so many years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that that wasn't that wasn't a sight. That wasn't and something you wanted to see. Listen, sometimes like you're just clicking too fast, and you never know what kind of video is going to pop up, and yeah, like some know. disturbing shit just pop, you're like, wait, 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 uh, what's about to? Oh no. <laughs> No, yeah, don't I've seen micro penises before. It's fine. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've discussed myself. I, I was I'm thinking sure. more about the you know the golden showers videos. I just, I just the... want to be able to see it so that I can talk to it, talk about it. Yes, I want to. I want to be able to uh, light up Trump's Twitter uh, and or various, uh, various never, sex tape jokes and or never talk about it again. Yeah, I, I don't know how disturbing it's going to be, but I would just like to know and then never talk about it again. Maybe, maybe we'll see. But yeah, uh, so those exist, uh, and the the scary thing is. I want to see it, but if that was to come out this week, we are for sure going to war in Iran. That, that is what's going to happen. Sex tapes out? What? Launch the fighters. Do it. Let's. <laughs> no, I don't care. Push them off. The, push them off. I don't care. Get them in the air. Let's go. We're bomb them right now. Sir, sir, the entire you told the entire army they have the week off. Nope. Get, call in the National Guard. It's Fourth of July. It's time. Like Will Smith in that these, movie. I thought these drones were unmanned. <laughs> I could be in a barbecue. <laughs> Um, by the way, I'm thinking maybe I'll watch Independence Day this 4th of July. Mm. Uh, I used a couple of Independence Day gifts, and um, nobody at my office knew the reference. <laughs> so I reenacted the entire scene for a group of 10 people, uh, playing both parts, the part of the dead alien with the dreadlocks and Will Smith. Uh, and if you guys don't know, it's the uh, Welcome to Earth, bah, where he punches <laughs> yeah. an alien and knocks him out through his suit with his bare fist. I still, because he's Will Smith. I still like uh, the there. There's a brilliant. I think it was College Humor who did it. A brilliant video of uh, when uh, they they took the speech, the presidential speech, yes. and then put it into like today's modern media filter. And it's <sighs> just like, what's all this mankind shit he's talking about? And it's just like, not only do I think the president has overstepped his bounds by saying that America must take take action in this thing what about the rest of the global community it's like he hasn't even asked france what they want to do 
The president getting yeah. into a jet to go bomb yeah, and somebody then they had like the oh, like the Fox News people was just like, this Democratic asshole thinks he can tell us what's what. That was a great... I'm going to have to find it, but in the show notes. It yes. was a wonderful... Uh, Making fun of the Independence Day, the stirring emotional Independence Day presidential speech. Arguably one of the best speeches ever made in film, I think. It was really good. Still, it, yeah. I get chi- I'm getting chills thinking about it, <laughs> and I can't bring up the actual, like, like the full quote. Yeah. But I, I can hear him giving it, like, good morning. He did a, a great performance, too. Good, good morning. Like the way the the way the like raspiness of his voice. A few when hours we from declared now, our Independence Day. A few hours from now, planes from here will join planes from around. I just got to chill <laughs> from around the world, and we'll wage the largest air campaign in the history of mankind. Mankind, <laughs> that word has new significance for us today. From here on out, the Fourth of July will not just be an American holiday, but a day when the world said with one voice, "We will not go quietly into the night." We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. I like how you memorize this. Today is our Independence Day. Ah. <laughs> I really just pulled that entire yeah. quote out. Oh, Good I'm so job. proud of myself. It's, by the way, all that is every day, just rattling around <laughs> up here. So sometimes I'm going to look at you and be like, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking about the quote, the, uh, the, the speech from Independence Day. I like I like what I when I see somebody I'm just like I've met that person before and I don't remember their name and then like I start doing that thing where I'm racking my brain trying to remember their name and instead it's just like <laughs> just like no not time for that <laughs> I'm trying to remember a name right now so if I don't remember oh well you want to watch you want to watch a couple classic Gilligan's Island no I, I'm looking for a name don't pull out a Gilligan's Island. <laughs> If I don't remember your name, just remember that I fully quoted a movie from 1996 that I have not seen in at least five years. Somebody walks up and is like, hey, nice to see you again. Hey, nice to see you too, Josiah Bartlett. It's like, were you thinking of the West Wing? Yes, I was. I was, I was, I was indeed. Yep. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right, so uh, let's lightning round because we are running yeah. long. Uh, we really have time for that speech, but uh, I did it anyway. <laughs> he did it anyway. It's fine. Happy Independence Day, everybody. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe I'll do it again in a few yeah, weeks. July 4th is like a week away. It's coming so. up, yeah? Yeah, right, yeah sure. Wait. Uh, no, not this week. It's next week. All yeah. right. So uh, speaking of things that were half-cocked, uh, Trump announced that he was going to deport <laughs> 2,000 people this week, or weekend, uh, and that led to the arrest and capture and deportation of exactly zero individuals, after all. Um, he put a community on high alert. Uh, I'm tapped into that part of Twitter, and it was basically like, Unless you see actual guys with ice on their vests, do not say it's ice. Because you never know. They could SWAT could be serving a warrant. It could just be a black panel van or a white panel van. And people are already on edge. And we don't need people focusing here and then all of a sudden, like, boom, it really pops up here. Like, yeah. no red herrings. Let's be, let's be sure. Um, and then it turns out they didn't deport anybody because apparently on Friday night he was like, you know what? That seems like a lot of work and uh, I'd rather not. So don't do that. Well... So apparently Pelosi called and convinced him not to do it. And then Trump's uh, response to that was, uh, I spoke to the Democrats and they convinced me that I will put a delay on this while we work out a, a actual agreement on immigration <laughs> and everything like that. But like it, this, this tactic does not. So like the problem is that the Democrats are either going to have to give up something or say, go fuck yourself and then He's watch him just it. deport people anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah, 
you're playing with a lot of people's lives. I mean, not as many as Trump is, but you have to figure out a way to uh, maybe bury this and make it take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, this, would be, this is the only place where Pelosi has any any sort of like benefit as a legislator, legislator uh, where she can walk into uh, a meeting with Trump and just be like, all right, well, the basic terms of the plan that you have laid out would mean that we would need to work out new versions of these 75 laws, including the 1993 law where we mm. agreed that... Ooh, that sounds <laughs> like a lot of work. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Don't you worry about it. We got your team over here. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. just work through all these details, figure mm-hmm. out a, a good way to get through it. We'll bring it back to you when we're all done. It's just like, oh, problem solved. They can go on Twitter. Problem solved. They're working it. Yep. And uh, then Pelosi can quietly just like take make it take so long that hopefully... November 2020 comes and... Uh... I'm going to make three <laughs> points which are unconnected to each other. Yeah. Number one, you can buy and or find plans to build a flamethrower online. New separate point. Uh, the... Uh, not anagram. What is it called? Where you take something and shorten it into like a couple of letters. CIA is... Oh, uh, fuck. That thing. You know yeah. what I'm talking about, guys. Um, for... Uh, a certain uh, measure of the government is ice. New topic completely. <laughs> ice melts when you hit it with a flamethrower. <laughs> this is one of your tweets. This is one of the totally, <laughs> totally unconnected three <laughs> topics. I just thought I would offer everyone out there. So yeah, so uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, immigration continues to be a an issue, and I don't trust the Democrats at all to do anything nope. good when it comes to it. So. Uh, we'll see. Right. Uh, but it's including the Democrats who are currently not in Washington, but instead running for president and thus in South Carolina this weekend for the fish fry. Um, and uh, a lot of big news um, this week. Quickly, uh, Cory Booker said he's going to release 17,000 federal inmates who were in for marijuana. Yep. Clemency, not just release, clemency um, for uh, 17,000 inmates. So that uh, woo, coming out with the big guns, just saying yeah. uh, we uh, we don't care about it anymore, which also would theoretically lead to with that kind of policy taking it off the schedule one narcotic list, moving it down to maybe schedule four. Like there's plenty of medical and research things that we can do for this. In fact, it may be helpful. So let's do those things. The the uh, the one tweet that we both shared this week of the like 14 year old or whatever who's <laughs> CEO of some pot company. Yeah, white yeah. girl. Like, just drives me fucking nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, I just felt my eyebrow twitch as soon as you reminded me of that. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, 14-year-old white girl can make a billion dollars. But uh, 17,000 people are in jail for not yeah. distribution, possession, or being part of an enterprise to possess or to uh, distribute. Th- this, this to me seems like a really good idea on Cory Booker's part. And then I realized yeah. that Monday is going to come and somebody else is going to announce something and it's going to take yeah. away. Like, somebody who's really smart has a plan ready to go for the morning shows on Monday mm-hmm. that they're about to announce, and that's going to be the story leading up to the debate. Oh, Unless uh, there's war with Iran. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Warren, who announced that she would um, decriminalize sex work. Zero news. Yeah. Then Bernie Sanders announces he would decriminalize sex work. Almost the exact same announcement yeah. hits the news everywhere. And I'm like, oh, and uh, it's uh, just another example of a white man speaking up behind uh, a woman coming up with the same idea and then uh, everyone cheering him for it. So, yeah. P.S. guys, we should decriminalize sex work. Um, there's no reason to put 
people in jail. Well, seeing as you it's all, the world's oldest profession. Yeah, and you all want to call yourselves a capitalist economy, right? If it's a capitalism and we can harm people with capitalism, can't we allow people to make their living any way that they want so mm -hmm. long as it's... Benefit know. themselves? Yeah. I, I mean, I, again, this doesn't... Trafficking. Trafficking is a whole different thing. That's yeah. a victimization. That's a crime. But if someone chooses to go in this direction... Why wouldn't we? Why would we criminalize it? By the way, uh, when you have uh, like what was his name, the owner of the Pats, um, Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft uh, got busted in a massage parlor where there's a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, the woman who gave him the massage is going to actually go to jail, and he is likely to have no charges filed. Well, they'll do a no labor sequel. Probably. She seems to have a lot more going on though, unrelated to the oh, not the owner. But the oh, actual yeah. woman who was caught oh, oh, giving oh, yeah. him the happy ending may serve jail time, while he, the person who paid for the it owner, and received it, the owner was like doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, the owner's at Mar-a-Lago like the week after, by the way. Yeah, just yeah, as yeah. a thing. Yeah, by the way. Um, but but the the woman who was giving him the happy ending, yeah. who was most likely trafficked there, or mm. not, I shouldn't say most likely. There's a chance, a possibility, she was trafficked there, um, who was doing things that she was probably forced to do, likely to serve jail time. He, no, not a chance. Didn't yeah. even see the inside of a jail <laughs> and uh, likely to be entered in LA for Way. So that's uh, America for you. Yeah. Yay. Um, Biden uh, uh, made some comments this week. Yeah, just really quick. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think I, this type of thing should be mentioned out loud whenever I hear it, just so everyone understands, because we all live in our media bubbles and stuff like that, and sometimes you miss things. Um, uh, Joe Biden was talking about segregationist senators that he had to work with to get things done when he was in the Senate. By the way, not the example you used. Mm. But can we? Yeah. By the way, both the people you mentioned were Democrats. So can we fucking <laughs> maybe? And maybe uh, you've been in the Senate yeah. so long, you can't find an example from like 2003 where you yeah. worked with a Republican. Like you got to go segregation. Like yeah. can't talk about the one time that Mitch McConnell agreed <laughs> on something. Like again, though, anyway. he has he yeah. has ruined his own presidential campaign now in four decades. Four <laughs> decades of ruining his own presidential campaign. So. Uh, what had happened was uh, Biden was talking about this and and w discussion with one of uh, said segregationist senators. Uh, he tried to make some sort of joke, I guess, where he was just like, "He never called me boy. He always called me son." And I, I you know, like, and like the collective eye roll happened, where it's just like, "Yeah, because boy is a racial term against black." Like, yes, you know, like against he, a, a he would call black? he would call Cory Booker boy. He wouldn't call Joe yes. Biden boy. Like. Uh, well, no, maybe not, because Cory Booker may be on the verge of being uncle. That's the thing. Mm. When you reach a certain age, you become uncle. Yeah. But you're boy before that. Yeah. But the fact that Biden knew that. Yeah. And knew said that it anyway. He would never be called that. I, <laughs> he never called me a Negro. Why like, are yeah, you, of course he did. <laughs> like, why are you running for president? <laughs> Stop. Go home. Go home, Joe. Just yeah. take but, your Amtrak back to Wilmington. And don't come back. What I found so fascinating about this was uh, I I was listening to two different sides of the political spectrum over the course of the last week in, in regards to this conversation. And the Democrats were upset about the boy. Mm -hmm. That was the part that they were upset about. Yeah. And uh, all the other presidential candidates who said, I think Joe should apologize and everything like that, were talking about him using the term boy, talking about a segregationist senator. Uh, the, apparently, there's a argument that's happening on the right side of this which isn't about the boy comments but more about democrats are really upset with joe biden for saying that he'd work with people uh on uh, the other side of the aisle and 
Uh, a lot of Democrats are asking him to apologize because he's not Democratic enough for them and stuff like that. Mm. P.S. Not the other side <laughs> of the aisle. They were all Democrats. <laughs> they were all Democrats. They were all Democrats. Uh, yes. The, the let us let us not uh, let's spend some. The, the, if you spend your time just uh, as a thing, if you spend your time watching all one station, if it's MSNBC, if it's CNN, if it's Fox News. Just every once in a while, just to clear the palette, turn on something else and just see how other how things are being reported elsewhere. I used to want to read at least three news stories before I felt comfortable talking mm-hmm. about something. And it wasn't like I'm just going to read three of the most important news stories. It was like I want to see how multiple people are talking yep. about this. I go over to Breitbart and yeah. then that gives me everything I need to know That's about the ones far that end. Yeah. But, but if you want to talk about Joe Biden not really being a real Democrat and portraying people and stuff like that. Uh, that was a speech in front of Wall Street executives, mm-hmm. and at the end of said speech, he said he sort of gave them like a winking nod, going like, "Hey, by the way, I talked about overturning that Trump tax credit, but don't worry about it; it won't affect you at all. Yeah, all no- the people who are responsible for the whole me- fucking mess won't affect them at all. Nothing is basically saying, yeah, you can elect. I know these other young Democrats are a little crazy with their whole socialism. <laughs> elect old Joe. You don't have to worry about anything. Same old, same old status quo." I'll make sure that Goldman stays in the black, in the red. <sighs> I yeah, just go home, Joe. Yeah. Honestly, uh, mm. and then meanwhile, uh, my candidate of choice, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, oh, you said earlier it's hard for mayors to be presidential candidates, and unless you're Bill De Blasio, because he just doesn't go back to New York. Um, <laughs> that's absolutely true. Uh, we talked a little bit. I don't think last he's been in New York since he got elected. Maybe not. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about uh, a police officer in South Bend shooting a black man um, and Pete uh, Buttigieg uh, suspending his campaign to go home uh, to South Bend to deal with it. Uh, the st- details that have come out since have been that uh, the police were investigating a car, uh, cars being broken into downtown. Uh, they allege that the man, Eric Logan, uh, flashed a knife and then lunged at them. Uh, conveniently, the officer did not activate his body camera, which mm-hmm. apparently is is questionably a violation of the um, uh, what they're supposed to do. But it, there's also this exception written in for like, well, if you come upon a situation, you can't be expected to like back off, activate your camera, and yeah. then come back in. And they were trying to say it was like exigent circumstances and like he didn't have to. But he held a town hall, uh, which is a very Pete Buttigieg thing to do, to say, let's all get together. I want to hear what you have to say. And basically the community said... You're here to run for president. Um, why are you doing that? You're not. You're here to get votes. And he said, "I'm not. I'm here to be your mayor. I'm here to hear what you have to say." And they just tried to railroad the whole conversation. And he had to sit. Uh, he didn't have. To, he sat there politely listening to them, but he really couldn't make a point because every time he tried to, people interrupted him. Yeah. And not that there is not. They're not justifiably angry. They are very justifiably angry. This is the tenth black man to be killed in South Bend in like the last six or seven years, which for a city like South Bend is an unbelievably high number. Yeah. It's not LA. Mm. It's not New York. Um, it's not an insanely mm. violent place. It shouldn't be happening. Um, but uh, I was reminded of the Black Lives Matter folks getting up on stage at the Bernie rally and just saying to myself, if there is one candidate here who is on your side, it's Bernie. How are you not getting up on Hillary's stage and interrupting her uh, rally? Yeah. Because she's not with you, by the way. She's with the private prisons, and she's with 
like and the super predators. Super, she literally said the term super predator on an interview. And you're not interrupting her. You're interrupting um, Bernie. And I, I came around to the thought of like, you know, they want to make sure they're part of the conversation, just like he got in the race to make sure he's part of the conversation. So I get it. Uh, I didn't really, I don't really support it, but I get the whole point. But you are taking down what I see is like the best hope for this election, like a young, openly gay veteran. I still, I still think, I still think Pete could use a little bit of seasoning. I, I mean, I agree. I, I, mean, I, I personally, don't think personally speaking, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if he turned this into a good showing in the in the presidential election, yeah, and then into like running for governor of Indiana. Well, I guess we'll see. And then maybe giving it another crack after. I, after I that. don't think he wins the governorship. I don't think that the populace supports an openly gay man for governor. I just don't think they have it. But. Um, as red as South Bend is, it is not as red as Indiana. As yeah. A whole. So I don't think he could do it. But I just, my heart hurts because I see him. He said he's going to suspend the campaign until this thing is all worked out. He missed the fish fry this weekend, which again is a big deal in South Carolina, which is the second primary. Um, sorry, the second caucus and the second primary that they have to do. Um, so I'm concerned about that. But luckily, I have a new follow up candidate because I don't know what, who did it. I think it was NBC. They went around and asked all of the candidates what their favorite comfort food is, and Christine Gillibrand answered that question with the one single word answer: whiskey. It's her <laughs> favorite comfort food. So, if Pete drops out, I have a new favorite. Uh, yeah, here here is the list, by the way: yeah. uh, Elizabeth Warren, chips and guac. Uh, good choice. Yeah, I, and for a Bostoner, like I, yeah. I would not have expected uh, chips and guac. Kamala but. Harris, fries. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, vegan cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, Buttigieg, beef jerky. Jill Brand, whiskey. Mm. Uh, Jillian Castro, iced tea, because he really doesn't want to be president. He's a robot, (laughs) because he is a robot pretending to run for president. Oil. I mean, iced tea. What do I run on? Uh, Booker, veggies, because fucking of course. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, baked potato. Uh, Williamson, I have no comfort (laughs) Add it to my like constant like who the fuck is this Williamson person who is somehow allowed in the debate? Like, to be fair though, he would not have been included in that tweet unless she, he said something she, like, "Oh she, she. Yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> she would not have been included in that tweet unless she said something yeah. like that. So I, I don't, I don't even fucking like you have this opportunity. Like you have to like if you're Williamson, you have to take wild swing. You have to take. Uh, like David Ortiz size hacks at every single ball that comes your way. Yeah. In hopes of like something just catching on, you know, like, yeah. By the way, um, McDonald's would have been a good answer to that. Yeah. 70% of the country. Like, yeah. You know what? I like McDonald's. It's kind of too. You know, yeah. I, I know it's not good for me, but I love those apple pies. Oh yeah. And you know what? It, it's not quite the same as like, if you had like, cause I enjoy regular apple pies too. Like my mom mm. makes a great apple pie, oh. but, the apple pies from McDonald's aren't quite the same as like a regular apple pie, and that's sort of what I like about them. They're, yeah, they're weird and different, but still like familiar. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't. And have then somebody's <clears throat> just like, "Them apple pies are good." Anyway, I uh, I wouldn't have the power to do this as president, but if I did, that ice cream machine would be running every single time because <laughs> that apple pie with a parfait is everything. <laughs> right? How do you not? You're yeah. gonna, some guy in Iowa is like, you know what? I like this lady. I like this lady a lot. I don't know what it is about her, but I'm gonna vote for her. You know, she's the, a lady apparently. The, the person, the person who's really trying to like, uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised I didn't see it on a, here on anywhere. But uh, 
the the official food of Iowa is loose meat sandwiches. Like it's a big thing to eat a loose meat sandwich. Uh, it sounds as disgusting as I imagine it is. Yes. Uh, but it would be really funny if just Williams was just like, loose meat sandwich. <laughs> like, trying to like endear herself to Iowa right before the caucus. Somehow she comes out <laughs> with 60% of the vote in the <laughs> Iowa caucus. Uh, when asked, Number Biden one said, a runaway with Williams. <laughs> when asked, Biden said, what the fuck is a loose meat sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so... so- Sounds like something some of those segregationist senators use. No, no, Joe, stop Josh, talking. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we are super long. Um, yeah. So I think we should just call it for the week. But I want to touch on one other topic, and it's not the last one that I had there. Yeah. Uh, we can get to the Baltimore news next week. But uh, There might be more to say about that. To say, that. yeah. Uh, we would be remiss. So it looks like uh, he's trying to cut payroll. Yes. <laughs> we would be remiss if we didn't touch on this week. The fact that um, you know... We can use a lot of terms to describe a lot of things. Yeah. But uh, there were people in Washington, D.C., or I'm sorry, Washington, D.C., yes, but also in Oklahoma and Texas and Arizona this week who have numbers tattooed right here on their arms. Mm-hmm. And they have those numbers tattooed there because some um, good people on both sides put them there uh, between 1938 and 1945. Yeah. And then stuck them into places uh, which we could call um, holding centers or we could call them... Um, death camps? Oh, yes. We could call them death camps because, in fact, they were death camps. Uh, or we just call them concentration camps, which literally just means a place to put similar people who we don't want in the rest of the population. A concentration of people. They are, in fact, concentration camps because we are concentrating this population in a single place. Uh, and people, the- people that we deem unworthy of being mm-hmm. with the general population, if mm-hmm. you will, for some reason. Now, when you do this to your own citizens, uh, you call it internment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the guy... Like when the there li- was Japanese internment camps. Right. When the lady, when the lady with the uh, number tattoo on her forearm is standing next to George Takai or any other uh, similarly aged Japanese gentleman or lady who is saying, oh, yes, I spent the first seven years of my life going back and forth between in these camps where they kept us, and they took all our property, and my dad had a successful business, which we didn't get back, and they never gave us anything for it. And those two are looking at you and saying, I've been there. I've seen it. This is a concentration camp. Then fuck your terminology it's a concentration camp. Because when two people who have been in concentration camps tell you it's a concentration camp, it's a fucking concentration camp. So, um, all your little hurt words aside and all your feelings aside, the United States in 2019 is taking people from the border. We're separating families, including 26 adults and 10 children who have died in U.S. custody, the youngest being four months old, uh, the average being 10 years old. We've put them into concentration camps, which at some points were mats on floors, chain link outside. Mm -hmm. We don't give them soap. We don't give them toothbrushes or toothpaste. We don't give them new clothes. There were reports of them not being able to bathe for weeks. Yes. Uh, And one of the reports that have come alongside is that there was a man who was held captive by Somali pirates for several months. The very first thing they did when they took him back to shore, they gave him soap and toothbrush, and a toothpaste. They gave him a mat, which was an actual bed, equal to what the other pirate slept on. Not great, but equal to what they slept on. Um, And they did keep him in a jail of sorts, but he was treated 
nearly as good as the other pirates. Yeah. These Somali pirates treat their captives better than the United States treats migrant workers who are fleeing their home country because of the shit we did over the last 20 years. So I want everyone to just realize that. That is where we are as a society. We are fighting over whether or not we use the term concentration camps. The semantics camps. of yes. the term. Let's fight over the term concentration camps when people who have been in concentration camps said it's a concentration camp and not the fact that these camps exist and that we're doing this to innocent people. Uh, people who have done nothing more than to flee a violent place to try and find a better life, which, by the way, reminds me of some... I, I thought I remember seeing a poem somewhere on a big plaque. It said something about, like, tired and masses and yearning to be free and it wasn't by the front gate of america i know that for sure oh shit you know what it was uh oh was it yeah it's like motel six we leave the light on for you (laughs) yeah uh lights off sorry go home assholes um so that's where we are as a society and uh we should be fucking ashamed of ourselves and every day that uh we don't just all storm the chain link fences surrounding these concentration camps tear them down um and melt the ice with Flamethrowers is another day we should be ashamed of ourselves. Um, but I, I saw another funny thing, uh, just to give it a little lighthearted to, uh, twist. Uh, you know why the reason that all these billionaires want to go to space? Guillotines don't work without gravity. Guillotines don't work without gravity. <laughs> so uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, those camps, uh, they're in s- southern United States. Gravity works just fine there. <laughs> Maybe stronger than it does uh, everywhere else. So Closer to the equator. Give it a good pull. All right. Well, uh <laughs> If you want to argue about more semantics, you can do that at OTHEANTHEM.com, Cordo, OTHEANTHEM.com, OTHEANTHEM on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's the number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com. Just drop my pen. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I was just, I just like to hold it for like dramatic effect. It makes me feel smarter, I guess. Um, you can... Uh, uh, check out my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, at LegendCV5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I have not ch- gotten a chance to see a movie this weekend. Hopefully I get to see one Tuesday. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do a review. To be honest, it's been pretty fucking crazy here recently, and I got mm-hmm. two features coming up back to back, and that's going to be a little nuts. Uh, but uh, maybe I'll do like a little vlog thing about my uh, new cart, like the setup, once I have it all done up on set oh, yeah. to show people... And uh, uh, keep in mind on Anchor, you could just uh, record a quick podcast yeah, and uh, that's true. use that audio. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, keep an eye out for that. And, of course, you can find more of me at Robert and Cheek on all your social networks. Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find links to my political blog, the news website, and the books, which are available on Amazon. Buy Rob's books. And you know what I just realized? My new book's available on ebook uh, on Friday. <laughs> so botch that rollout. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so go check out the chair. It's the first thing I've written that's not in the uh, movement universe, uh, and it's cool. So go check it out. Yeah. It's available everywhere. Do uh, so. Got to get that uh, paper version, paperback version worked on. So yeah, that's. Uh, I should probably do that. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, I felt like there was something else we were going to mention, projects or something. Um, you're going to be on set for the next two weeks. We'll no, than four weeks. Four weeks. Next yeah. four weeks. Oh, uh, that's it. So, uh, best laid plans. We were going to get uh, started earlier today for the fans on the East Coast. They could watch us. That did not happen. But uh, for the next couple of weeks, we're going to be on a special schedule. We'll be on Sunday most weeks, except for two weeks from now. We're on Saturday. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go back to last week's episode. Check it out. We have the full schedule available there. Uh, and we will try to start a little earlier than 8 so that if you're on the East Coast, you can check us out on Facebook.com forward slash or the anthem uh, and watch us record it live. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat tonight. Uh, and sorry for ending this on such a depressing note. <laughs> well, I think we've done good here today. Concentration camps. Uh, we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, uh, you're listening to the Odeon Podcast, part of the Odeon Digital Network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. I sort of wish there was like an eye for an eye crime where like everyone who was responsible for concentration camps had to go to one. Oh, and spend fully in like, my plan. Just so, like, uh, just like Rick Snyder, or like what was his name, Snyder from Governor Snyder of Michigan, mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. like okayed the Flint stuff. Like mm-hmm. he should just have to drink that awful water for the rest of his life, which would be probably about a week and a half based yeah. on the water. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just gonna make a quick pitch again, benevolent dictator. One of the promises <laughs> I make you is that every person who approved and/or worked in one of these places, I will put in that place just before we learn the difference between concentration and death camps, and. Quickly thereafter, we'll close the thing up. For <laughs> Never lack to of, be seen again. For lack of attendance. Bye. Have a good week, everybody.